Authors, a podcast where two friends share tips and experiences from our own writing journeys. So, how are you doing? How's the week been? Week has been good. I have done a little bit of writing, uh, which I'm very happy about because I thought you would ask me this. I don't think I would have done any writing otherwise, actually, to be honest. I knew you would ask really? me. Really? Yeah, I knew you'd ask me this week, have I done any writing? And so that, that was my um, goal for the end of the week, to get something done. Uh, yes, I am. Apologies for my voice. I'm still a bit croaky. I hope it's not too irritating for anyone listening. Um, I am... Going over the novel I wrote in NaNoWriMo, which we're talking about today, NaNoWriMo. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm still like on the first chapter. I'm going over everything again and there's a lot of work to do. But I'm enjoying it. I feel good just reading it and I know where the story's going. And yeah, I am really enjoying this one. How about you? Have you done much writing this week? Um, I have not as much as I'd want to to have done, really. Um, no, I I've not done as much I, as I'd like. I don't think you'll, but yeah. Haley, you'll never get as much as you want to do. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, until I'm like a full fledged um, writer. Yeah, and still um, you'll be like, oh god, I should have worked into the night. <laughs> But I did, um, I managed to finish uh, a, a chapter that I've been working on for a while and I've had to do a bit of research into it and it's it's not controversial but it was a hard kind of chapter to write because I was writing it from a completely different viewpoint. So I managed to finish that and I gave it to my editor friend to have a look at and say, right, is this too um, daring and everything and she went no this is fine Mm. Um, and then I've been able to manage to write into the following chapter so I think I've hit a bit of a milestone and I think I'm gonna continue the thread of that point of view throughout of it until it catches up a bit more just to give a bit more backstory Um, so yeah I haven't done as much as I want to life's been a bit crazy and getting in the way but I have achieved something that I'm happy about so at least that's a positive really interesting intriguing (laughs) you'll just have to wait (laughs) (laughs) so are you editing your NaNoWriMo book then are you in the editing stage because if you've finished it and then are you now working on draft number two? Yes, technically yes. But since it was NaNoWriMo, all the words were pretty rushed. So there's a lot of work to do for this second draft. Compared to my first book, when I was going through this as a second draft. So... Yeah, there's there's going to be so much to do, all the sentences, and because on Na- NaNoWriMo you're just getting words down. Well, for me I was, I was like, ah, words, 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 words. Um, 
just to get that target of every day. So yes, I am working on the second draft, but it's very messy, very messy second draft. What about you? You're on your NaNoWriMo book, aren't you, right now? Are you? No. Oh. No, because I started, whilst, just before NaNoWriMo um, started, I was writing my second book, and I got to a point where I thought, right, this isn't quite working I wasn't quite in the zone with it and then NaNoWriMo was approaching and I thought right you know what I'll start afresh with book number three it's bugging at me I need to get it down I need to plot it out just so that it's out my head and I'll just write that one for the month and then as soon as the month's finished I'll see where I'm at and then I'll go back to book number two again and so I got through NaNoWriMo I was I got about 30,000 I wasn't as thought I would be as far as I I'd hoped to be should I say um but yeah I got about halfway through December and um, still writing in book number three and I realized that there was a quite a few plot holes so and I got to a point in the book where it was coming to the, like the major climax moment and to make there was no point writing the rest of it because I would needed to add in different threads to get to that moment so I'd have to rewrite that one anyway so I thought right I'm just going to stop this um, give myself a bit of a break from the story and then go back onto book two get back into the zone reread that realised I wrote better than I thought I had mm. and so I'm currently in book two um, I'm going to finish that first draft with book two and then while that's doing, I'm forgetting about that, then um, I'm going to go back into book three and then develop the different threads that I need to put in because it's a bit more... Um, so when you say your book three, you one. mean NaNoWriMo one? Yeah. Yeah. But... I class it as my book three. Yeah, my NaNoWriMo book, book three. Yeah. So, because it's got a bit more of a mystery side to it, shall I say, um, it needs more threads to the story. So, I just stopped that. That's banked. I'll go back to that once my head's clear with book two, and then I can look at that with fresh eyes and add the new characters and the different threads that it needs. What was your introduction to NaNoWriMo? How did you hear about it? I heard about it on another podcast. Um, I heard it on a couple of podcasts, actually, beforehand, uh, but I wasn't quite sure what it was. I thought it was a whole different kind of writing challenge that other people got involved in in your story. Um, so I wasn't too sure, so I wasn't that intrigued. And then I heard it on a podcast I, I mentioned in the last episode, The Best Seller Experiment. They actually got on the person who created NaNoWriMo in to talk about it. I was listening back to the earlier episodes. And they discussed it in a way, went, oh, that's intriguing. That might really help to boost my routine, my habit with writing and getting the words down and developing the story and the community side of it all 
So I thought, hmm, that sounds intriguing. And then I threw it to you and kind of got you involved in it, didn't I? <laughs> That's right. That was the, so you'd heard of that just, you'd heard of that just before me then. Yeah. Before you told me. Um, yeah, so you had introduced me to it. And that was in October time. So yes. I had a few weeks to prep for it and I had no idea about a story. You'd you'd said this to me and I was I was like, nah, um oh I've got loads on. I don't think I'll I don't think I'll do anything like that. But actually it came at a really good time. Um in my life. I had a couple of um upsetting things happen and I was moving country. But having that focus for that month just made me put my energy somewhere else and it also helped just kind of opening up things onto paper. So actually it came at a really good time even though to start in October I thought nah it's I don't think I'll do it. But as you know I'm a little bit competitive <laughs> with yeah. other people with other people <laughs> but with myself it's so fucked up I'm never going to escape that. <laughs> No, I think it's ha it's good having a healthy competitive side. I think it's good. Mm. It gives you that driving force. It's whether or not you turn it negative. That's a whole different matter. But, uh, yeah, I started plotting and planning only in October when I decided, yeah. right, I'm going to start the book three NaNoWriMo book. Um, how did you how did you do that? Were you... For me, I was listening to... you. I was watching YouTube videos... And there were loads of people pre prepping for NaNoWriMo in there, so I was kind of taking their, their tips. Yeah. No, I did YouTube as well and Twitter. It was all over Twitter oh. with the NaNoWriMo hashtags. So I was on Twitter. I was watching YouTube videos, some of the people who'd gone through it before. And then I just used the same plotting method as um, I did for book one and two. So it was just kind of making sure I got my story down. Because that's what they say, isn't it? It's prep October and then November is NaNoWriMo. So if you get as much as a prep done, unless you're a panzer, but you get your, as much as the plotting done as possible so that every day you can just hit the numbers and hit the words. So you're not spending your spare time researching, planning, plotting everything like that that's it so you had so by the first of november you had everything plotted out then yep. all on post-it notes yes <laughs> that's so each how day I you so how did it work with each day um how you planned your writing well i do and um, we'll talk about what i'm plotting and planning and everything in another episode but um, mm. I do uh, save the cat method and I follow the beats and the chapters and everything so I break it down to each bit and I write them all in post-it notes and then the different the three act structure so each act has a different colour and then once I've done one part I will um, put that one down and pick the next bit up and so I know and it's just bullet points. It's just like, right, in this one, this person needs to go here, they need to discover this, and they need to go there, and everything. So it's just the broad strokes that it is, but it keeps mm. me focused, it keeps me on target, and then 
if there's developments because characters have a mind of their own then I'll write down those notes and then I can tweak as I go along but I've got the board notes to keep me focused how, how did it work for you what did you yeah. do I did a, I did about the same as you with save the cat method which also thank you 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 <laughs> sent me save the cat Haley, my little bible <laughs> Not that's what you got, but you're very good. You're very good because I use these things. So, save the cat method. I I probably could be better at it, but I have a little system now. Um. Yeah. So I I, I had the story, the structure, had it all down in post-it notes. So each day I would have a, set, a different post-it note for the kind of where the direction of the story was going to go. Uh. So that helped hugely, especially if you're rushing uh, to get words down. You, you, can't, you have to focus. You can't be just like, oh, yeah, we'll just see where it takes us. Well, for me, I couldn't. I had to have that, that structure. Plus, I, th- I think if you have the structure as well, it helps you to see where your story's going as well and whether or not your story works. I... I hold my hands up to anyone who's a panzer who just basically creates a story as it goes along. But I can't do that. I need to know how it starts, where the middle is, um, where the big moment is and how it ends. I need to know that to know if my story's working. And I think when I was writing book three in an Arimo book, that it was working. It was hitting it all. The story had it, but... When I got to the big moment, I realized it was missing something. That it all worked in the plotting, but whilst the writing happened, it was missing a couple of angles. It was just too bare. It needed more flesh on the bones. So Mm. that's when I kind of just, in December, I kind of went, no, pause, put a pen in it. I need to come back to this with fresh eyes. Okay, so no matter how much planning you had done, it you hadn't fully formed your book in your head. I don't think you ever. I don't think you ever do though. If with like mm. book one, I had it planned out and everything, and it followed the point, but there was too much waffle in it that I needed to edit out, um, and the structure of it and the style of it I needed to I had but some of the chapters I needed to cut revise the sequencing I needed to do when I looked at it with fresh eyes again when I came back to it so I think it's good to have the plot but you can't be rigid to the plot to the plotting of it I think you have to follow what's right for your characters what's right for the story and where the characters take it because I don't know about anyone else but mine just have a mind of their own and start doing things willy-nilly but when I'm writing it it just feels right so you just have to follow it so it's that kind of I think you have to have that flexibility when it comes to writing as Mm. well had you just come up with an idea in your head to write this story just before NaNoWriMo, or was this a storyline that was bubbling in your your head for a while? No, this was one of three others that were bubbling in my head, apart from book one, 
So, um, no, this had been in my head for a little while, but I had never plotted it out. I kind of had the very bare minimums when it came to the story ideas, but I hadn't thought out where it's going from, what's happening, who the characters are, the names, what the location, or anything like that. I just had the bare minimum, and I have that with two of the stories that are badgering away at me in my head. But, yeah, I had the kind of an idea, shall we say. But that was about mm. it. It's amazing, isn't it? Like, <laughs> how we didn't have any idea of writing another book. And then just within that month, it's encouraged another... It's added another book to our portfolio. <laughs> it's just incredible. Um, how well did you do then? Did you finish NaNoWriMo? No. <laughs> NaNoWriMo <laughs> is hard. It really is hard. Um, it did not help that I got a severe infection. Um, I had took two weeks off work. I thought, right, okay, I'm going to have a bit of me time while my daughter's at nursery and everything, and I'm going to write... And then I came down with a really bad infection that just floored me for two weeks. So, yeah, yeah. I got up to about 30,000 words. And, yeah, I didn't win oh. in the sense of finishing it, but I won in the sense of creating a story. <laughs> I remember, I honey, um, you were going to... Uh, you were going to go up and stay with my mum, who's in yes. the Highlands. And um, <laughs> you were going to have a little quiet time, weren't you? And yeah. you were so looking forward to it. You are messaging me going, oh, I can't wait. I hope your mum's okay with me. And then I was just like, oh, she'll be grand. She'll, she can't wait to see you. And uh, you you couldn't go and you were just devastated because that was going to be your your you time for writing. Yes. So another, another time will come up. I'm it sure. will. It will. I was going for research as well because, um, yes, research purposes, I won't say anymore. Um, but, yeah, it was the night before and I was just like, no, I literally cannot stand. I have a fever of 40 and um, that's 104 for any American people. And, <laughs> and um, basically, I literally, I was comatose I was just out I was just like nope I cannot drive four hours by myself with this so I had to hold my hands up and went nope I'm staying in bed instead I can't even write what was your number in the end I reached uh I believe it was 40,000 by the end um wow, but the wonder. thing was it's different with NaNoWriMo because uh, I didn't feel there were my true words. As I said, you were you're just like trying to get words down, and I can't do the math. What was the target every day of words? Oh, it was sixteen hundred and thirty-two, something like that. So it was one thousand six hundred thirty-two um, a day. But every yeah, so day. I was just like trying to get over that threshold. Yeah. Um, every day. So um, I reached 40, but the thing was, it wasn't 50,000 words. And it's ridiculous, but I was really disappointed with myself that I couldn't... It was like, if I only I had a few more days, I could have got 50,000. So I didn't 
feel like I deserve to celebrate anything. But now looking back on it, it's like, you just, you wrote, you wrote 40, the bulk of a book. Yeah, you wrote 40,000 words in a month. That's a I know. hell of an achievement. That's I know. A lot than me. And, <laughs> and there's a book there, there's a bones of a book there to exactly. work on and yeah, see what comes of it. Even though it's not great at the moment, I can see I'm enjoying it, just reading it, uh, just the, the feel of it. Um, so, yeah, but it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm terrible for ce- celebrating anything, so. Um, well, you should celebrate yeah. that. It was a hell of an achievement. I think it's a bit too late now. It's never <laughs> too late to celebrate. <laughs> Did you participate in any of the events that they held or the Facebook groups or the the Find a Buddy? No, you were my buddy. (laughs) You got me through it. (laughs) Because we were WhatsApping each other every day. So it was either Mm. evening for me and morning for you. And then, or evening for me, no morning for me evening for you and you'd like right I've written blah 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 and because you're um time ahead of me I'd be like okay so I've written 2,000 words today and it's like right that's my goal I'm gonna write 2,000 words and then I write 500 yeah. words and it's like oh crap okay I've got tomorrow I can catch up hopefully she has a bad day tomorrow <laughs> and it was like kind of back and forth which did help me it was so like that it yeah. was so funny <laughs> when I was on like 20,000 words you were like damn I'm on 13 I'm gonna get there I'm gonna get there <laughs> um, and I was like I think I think she's being serious she's really competitive with me <laughs> no, but, but um, Haley, 40,000 I know you whooped my ass <laughs> <laughs> but did oh, you have God. an infection though did you um, but yeah it was it was really good though because it helped I think we helped push each other and kind of go okay right, yeah. what, you, what are your numbers today what is this because I think if you don't have that motivation with someone if I'd just done it by myself I don't even think I would have reached 30,000 to be honest no I don't think I would have got there me neither but the thing is with the NaNoWriMo they had the Facebook page to offer encouragement they had for you to select a buddy which I loved all those ideas. I'm not sure if they work though, because there's everyone's a stranger. So you're not really, like with a buddy, I, I tried to befriend a few others. We didn't even talk or say anything like, and I guess you've yeah. got to try and form that relationship. But when you're trying to make that target every day, you're kind of like in that zone and, and you're You don't thinking, have time. Oh, I can't really have time to be chatting and trying to form a relationship I mean, for I think, then us to motivate each other. Yeah. I mean, if you don't have any writing friends, then I think it's a really good idea to kind of have, build a community because hopefully you still might have that connection once NaNoWriMo ends mm. and everything. And so I think yeah. it's good to build that kind of community and talk to someone because it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing being a writer, really. Unless you're another writer, I think it's hard to fully understand it well the Mm. hard work that goes into it for who knows what might happen at the end of it but I think for me all that extra thing all I needed was you to kind of keep 
kicking Aww. me on the backside and just kind of right today. Okay, time to beat it. Um, but I think if I got involved <laughs> with the face groups and the Twitter and the buddy system, I think I would have just used it as another form of procrastination. I think it would have been my excuse not to write instead of my excuse to write. And I think mm. when you're trying to hit 50,000 words in a month, you need, you definitely don't need any excuse not to write. You need every spare moment of the day, especially when you're working, to write. Did you have any events in your area? Because in Melbourne, they would have like a library and people would all meet up there and write for an hour for NaNoWriMo. Did you have anything in Scotland? No. Unless I probably lived no. in Edinburgh Did or Glasgow. Did you I did, I did. Um, but unless you lived in Edinburgh, Glasgow, some of the bigger cities, there was nothing. Um, uh, Haley, that's not true. Oh, is it not? Because, <laughs> no, um, I won't divulge where I'm from, but it, that area, there were people doing NaNoWriMo things. And I was like, whoa, if I was home, I could just go to that. But I'm not, I'm in Melbourne, and these events over here popped up, and still I was like, mm, nah. No. Okay, maybe I didn't look hard <laughs> enough. But <laughs> we're terrible people. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, my time is very precious to me and sometimes it's I just need the time and the space just to write and it's sometimes it's hard enough just to find that. So I think sometimes putting yourself out there and finding extra groups, connecting to people sometimes I just I kind of wish to. I was writing yeah you do yeah and I think it's like if you're by yourself with writers like, we're quite yeah we're quite insular we're spending a lot of time yeah, in our true. own heads so it is good to chat Socialize. to others but the but we've kind of got each other for the support I would recommend anyone else if they don't have a writer buddy friend type thing to yeah, see if there are any not nano things, but just Disconnect. any writing events in their nearby town or yeah. some way of connecting to people, um, or connect with us. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a little message. Um, but even when we were prepping for nano we both discussed what our plots were, and yes. wasn't wasn't that great. So we'd had the chat and you, you kind of divulged what you were going to write about and then I did. And then we both gave little tips on what we'd think. Or, yeah, we talked about each other. And that was really useful. Yeah, we talked about each other's plot points and mm. if this arc would work and the main characters and um, opening images and stuff like that. And yeah, if we... Because basically you're just asking someone else, would this work for you if this was a story and book you picked up? And it's, does mm. it grab you? Does it hold you? Does it intrigue you into keep reading? And so I think sometimes it's good to kind of just test it out there. Plus sometimes by saying it out loud, you hear the errors in your own plots and stories as well. Definitely. Yeah. You gave me some really good advice. Right back at you, Missy. Which I took, uh, but I can't remember what it was, but I remember thinking, oh yes, of course. It was amazing. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it was so great. Was so yeah, great. yeah, yeah. It was um, 
So where are you now with your NaNoWriMo novel? Um, at the moment, as um, Stephen King would say, um, in a drawer. Um, no, it's just on my computer. So it got to the point where I did hit 50,000 <laughs> by the time I finished. Um, woohoo! Woohoo! But yeah, when I was going through it, I just like I was looking back at it and I went, "No, there's major characters and plot issues, and it's hitting everything, but it's missing something." And I was throwing the chapters back to my editor friend, and she was saying the same thing. She was just like, "I'm intrigued by it, but I'm more intrigued with the social context of it because it's historical again." Um, that I'm more intrigued by that than the mystery element. It needs something extra. So that just confirmed it to me that I need to relook at this again with fresh eyes, with a new angle, and to come with it again. So I thought, right, I need to take a break from it. I need to have that couple of months, no looking at it and rereading it through. And mm. so I thought, right, I'll go back to book two and that will completely get rid of the other book from my head and just move on to mm. that one and then hopefully pick it back up again in the summertime. So, yeah. How are you? Where are you up mm. to on your book then? You said you're in the second I, Yeah, so I'm still... I'm working on it now, so going through it... Um, set, so, what, as a second draft? Yeah. But a very messy second draft. I did have a month away from it, so all of December and some of January, I just didn't look at it. And um, yeah, actually, having said that, so when NaNoWriMo finished, I did continue on and I got up to the 60,000 words. So um, that's what I'm working on now, 60,000 words. Um, yeah, as I said, I'm just really enjoying it. It's about a girl returning back to Scotland. And, yeah, I, I'm feeling like I'm connecting back with, with Scotland, especially since I'm on the other side of the world. So it's just keeping me... Um, it's kind of keeping me there and it's healing in a way. I feel like I'm working through a lot in my head at the moment, but... Yeah, as I said, I'm really enjoying it. Feel good novel, and I'm feeling good while I'm reading it and writing it. So, um, are you? Have you got any thing you listen to when you're writing certain novels? Like the one, this one that I'm writing, the NaNoWriMo novel. I've been listening to certain playlists on YouTube, and oh yeah, um, uh, I should get the name of it. Alex, oh Alex, something music. And it's indie, we'll it in it's really like summery, <laughs> summery indie, and I just see um, the sea and the hills, and I just have this feeling of freedom whenever I'm writing this book. And I really think a big part of it is the music that I'm listening to. Oh yeah, completely. So, I think so that, important. Isn't that Alex Bird? Thank you very much, you Alex li- Bird. Yeah, you yes. sent a link to it me um yeah it's, it's beautiful music i find though that when i'm writing i can't have anything with words yeah all has to be instrumental or classical i am like that too but for some reason this this kind of music is working for me when i'm writing this nano which is re- weird because i normally have to not have any words as well 
Um, so it's interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. For me, um, I have this amazing, um, conductor. He writes, um, beautiful music. He's an Italian conductor and he's been... Ludovicio Iannandes? Exactly. Thank you very much, because I was wondering how it's going <laughs> to. And I apologise if I absolutely destroyed yes. that name. I was going to be even worse. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of his albums that really gets me connected. Um, there's a uh, one that I think it's semi-recent, Seven Days Walking. Um, that's yeah, I'm just listening to it on a loop. It's really helping me to, yeah, it's beautiful, it's tranquil, it makes me think of the outdoors, and yeah, I've been listening to it for book two and book three. It's kind of universal, it doesn't set me in a certain place, but it it calms my mind that it allows the story to come out, that it's not dominating, because sometimes you put some classical music on or something, and it's quite dominating, it yeah. takes over, it's quite powerful we enjoy our classical music remember we would and our soundtracks so um and you would make me little cds when we're in college of our lovely (laughs) relaxing classical um music and soundtrack music and we would hate that when it would go all nice and gentle and then it'd go and you'd be like no i can't listen to this anymore i'm (laughs) trying to sleep um, so yes, I absolutely approve exactly. of Ludovicio or Ludovico, if you, I have no idea. Uh, absolutely love him. I've got a few of his albums, but I haven't listened to him in a long time. So I might delve back oh, in. Definitely do. Mm. I mean, there's one album in particular that I was writing. It's quite transcending. I think the words to say, but yeah, it's definitely... I would say check it out if you haven't already. Mm. And definitely check out the pronunciation. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Um, Back to Nano. Hayley, did you write chapters when you were in the process of doing Nano? Or did you just write it all down and then you're going to figure all that out after? No, I always write in chapters. Really? Yeah. Did you not? No, I've not. I've not split them up into chapters. No. Oh, that would screw with my head. Really? Just having a block of writing. Yeah. Even if you have like breaks and paragraphs and stuff. No, I need to know. Yeah, because each of my post-its would be a chapter. So wow. even if you have certain beats, which we'll talk about in another podcast, um, even the like certain beats, I would still break down that beat into like four or five chapters oh so, you are more thorough than me yeah ah. so i would write down so that's a chapter right tick that one off move on to the next chapter still within that beat setting so um then i know where i'm at but no i have to have chapters ah. but that yeah that's me being over organized but if i'm not organized it's chaos in my head so you are very thorough and very organised. Um, it, it's yeah. just interesting how, you know, we do we are doing the same thing with the Save the Cat method, but we have different ways of doing it, different elements. So for me, 
I have the post-it notes, I have the structure, and I will say what I'm going, what the next part of the story is. And mm. it can be few chapters, it can be one chapter, however it seems to flow and however it comes out. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that's the point. I've got this point I want to make within the next few chapters. So however it, however it goes or however it develops, I'll go with. Um, so it's a bit more freer that way. But then again, you know, who's to say it's just however it works for you. So Whatever works best for you is best for you mm. at the end of the day. But yeah, it is interesting how you follow the same method and then still have different outcomes. It is. It's funny, isn't it? You also hear about people who really plan their novel almost word for word. They will go into depth with the chapters, da, 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 but they're just planning the novel because they have to have... Yeah, the outlining. Yeah, the outline is just insanely detailed, um, which I'm like, yeah. if you're putting all that effort into the outline and then you've got to really do it all over again, that just sounds like a pain in the arse. No thanks. Yeah. No, I know completely. I would agree with that. Sometimes when the outline is like 50,000 words long, you're just procrastinating. You need to just get on with writing the chapters. There's just, that's a waste of energy. You just, well... Well, in your opinion, opinion. because maybe they have to have that um, structure. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe you have to be that organised, but for me, personally... Big no. Um, yeah, um, that I have to. I have to have it detailed, and I have to have know what I'm happening in the chapters, but not to that point. So with um, back to Nano um <laughs> with the fast writing, how did you find that style, that process? See, for me, um having the time strain and the amount of words that you needed and um, that you had to get so many words down per day to try and hit the target and everything. I think that's maybe one reason why I didn't hit the target because I wasn't just writing for writing's sake. I was writing to write. Yeah. And to write as my characters and writing the story that I didn't want a massive edit in the end. Mm. So I was just writing as I normally write. And therefore, it took a bit longer than like a speed writer. Um, so I think for myself, I won't need to edit the words as much, but I need to edit the story. Mm. Um, but how did you find it? Um, similar, as I said, I'd planned everything what I was going to write to direct me because otherwise it'd just be a frenzy of writing and get a little out of control. I like to know where I'm going, but having said that, um, I'm not as organized as some people like yourself. I don't think I'm as organized as you are. Um, So I, I have that structure. It was really just getting all those words down every day that I think that mattered more to me than the actual words, it was the number of words. Now it's just going to be messy going through it all. I think the next time I do NaNoWriMo, I am going to maybe not focus on the word count so much and just spend that time to write. And if I can get really good words that are 
20,000, then that it'll just be a lot easier for me to continue that story. Whereas now yeah. it's a bit of a scramble. Having said that, I'm still in the process of going through the book. So by the end, maybe in two months' time, I'll think NaNoWriMo actually really worked for me, that, that style. I'm just comparing it to the first book I wrote where I actually was editing a bit more when I was going through it, which I know people say you shouldn't be doing. You should just get, get the novel down. But I like to take my time a bit more, yeah, really focus on the characters and gradually see where the story's going rather than just bleh writing yeah i know what you mean because even though i try to focus a bit more on the writing rather than the actual getting the words down looking back at it though i think i missed off a lot of description stuff so i think there's a lot of i wouldn't say padding but a lot more details that I need to add. I think I skimmed over a lot of stuff. So mm. I think, um, yeah, I'll need to go back in and add a lot more than I normally would do. I think I that's hard. One and two. I have to be in the right headspace to put in those details. I like to have a coffee when I'm writing or a glass of wine or something... Or maybe a green tea, um, if, I, if I've had too many coffees. But I've just got to be in that right space to have the details where you see yourself there and it's just coming freely. I find those quite difficult. But then once I'm in there, it comes naturally, comes a lot more freely uh, once I've started. But just getting into that headspace for me is hard. I know what you mean. I think we'll talk a bit more on uh, writing styles in another podcast, but I think for myself, the way in which my brain works and everything, that I have to place myself in that moment of time where that chapter or characters are, that I have to visualise it, and then in the way in which I see it, it becomes like a film in my head, and then... I describe what I see and what the characters say and do and movement and the details of the the tables, the chairs, the clothes. I just, my writing is describing what I see. So I have to be, if I don't see it, I can't write. You're the opposite. No, sorry, you're not the opposite to me, but you are very detailed. Uh, yeah, very descriptive. I'm not so much. That's mainly with the, the kind of reading I do as well. I can get bored of that d too much description, but, you know, like yeah. Tolkien and that, he's, he's very descriptive. Um, so it's just a, a certain style. But as I feel like I could, I feel like I could have been a journalist if I had really applied myself because I like things to get to the point. <laughs> but that's not good as well <laughs> because you're reading a book. You just, you don't always want to get to the point quick. You've got to, you know, give it a bit of time. I think it's different as well, the different genres that we're writing in as well. Because you yeah. write in women's fiction yeah. and I write in historical drama. Um, drama. I love so that though, it's... that we're different. Um, we're, yeah. we're in some ways similar, but different at the same time that I'm comfortable 
that you know the potential readers for me and I know the potential readers for you. And yeah. there's no competitiveness there. It's just encouragement. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, but I think it's also the fact that it's, because it's different genres and everything, you've got different setups that you could write in a city or a place and it's modern and you can gesture to something and people understand but if I write 200 years ago you have to describe it a little more if you're talking yeah. about something historical piece you have to talk about it a little bit more like a historical item or a place because you if you went into that place now it would look completely different so I think you have to set the scene a little bit more in a sense Mm. But if you said London, people have an idea of London. But if I said London 300 years ago, you yeah. kind of have to describe it a bit more. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. So I think it's a different mentality as well. Mm. So will you be doing NaNoWriMo again? I think I would. Even just for the challenge. I mm. think it was a good challenge. I think it was good practice. And I celebrate the fact that I wrote 30,000 words mm-hmm. um, in a month which is amazing it's the most I've ever written in a month so even with a severe infection um, so I definitely think I would and I'd hope to better it um, don't know if I would start a whole new book for it though I think I might continue with the book I'm maybe writing it depends what stage I'm at if I'm at the editing stage then no but if I'm in a writing process and I'm like at the beginning of it, then I might just continue that one. Mm. But yeah, I'd definitely do it again. Would you? Yes. Yeah. I'm still not sure the same as you if it would be a new book or if I will try and aim for the 50,000 words. Uh, it depends on how this process goes right now with the book I have already wrote from NaNoWriMo, so this process I'm going through now in the second draft. Um, I might find that I work through it really quick and then I'll be, yeah, I'll be doing it again. I will be doing it, yes. I'm not gonna stress so much about the 50,000 words. Although having said that, maybe you need to, to get those words down. If I didn't stress about them, then I might have not produced anything. You need that push. I think there's a difference between the stressing no, and then okay. the punishing yourself. I think that's mm. a difference. Yeah. It's, I think you can stress about hitting the 50,000 because that's a hell of an achievement and to win it would be great. And you aim towards it, but don't punish yourself no. if you don't hit it. And you I know what? That's one of the biggest things. Stressing is maybe a very um, exaggerated term. I wouldn't have said I stressed about it. I just really wanted to get there. <laughs> so did did I. you stress? No, did it's... you stress? Um, I, li- I think I did a little bit sometimes, actually, when I felt like some days when life just took over and I didn't have any time, and especially when I was working. Unless I woke up, at, at some days I was waking up at 4 a.m., so that I would have, because I'd wake up normally at about 5.30, 6 for work, so that I would do all routine, toddler up, partner up and everything. So I would wake up at about 4, so I'd have two hours, because when I hit the 
the ground running with my day I literally don't get to bed until nine and I'm comatose so to get any words in I was waking up at crazy o'clock so I think on those days and if I did to press the snooze button that's me screwed so um I think on those days I was stressing because I was finding the time was slipping away from me and I wasn't able to hit the words so I think in a way I did stress but I think my biggest one would be that I punished myself a little bit if I didn't do the words and at the end when I didn't achieve more than 30,000 but looking back I'm just proud that I hit 30,000 quite frankly yeah it was such an achievement I think you have to celebrate the achievement Yeah, yeah celebrate it rather than punishing yourself no matter even if you got two words down celebrate it rather than punish yourself so this week in our podcast do you have any recommendations Lorna that you would like to tell any of our lovely listeners (laughs) (laughs) Hayley you're such a presenter (laughs) (laughs) uh yes okay so there was a youtube video that popped up on my feed this this week from iWriterly and it was a live live video so somehow I was in amongst it and I didn't even realise it just hit yeah I'll join and so iWriterly she's an author and she has a literary (laughs) agent with her and they critique manuscripts and it's the first page of a person's book that they critique so they had sent out um, they'd sent out an email to ask for any authors any aspiring authors they want to post their first page of their novels and so they selected seven at random and then they read through it we saw we saw the manuscript they would read through it and then say what they thought about it and yeah basically critiqued and gave any feedback oh cool and i found that really useful and interesting just to hear people in the industry what they what they see because there was some uh there was some pieces of work that i was just like that's really boring i don't even get what they're trying to say and yet they were enjoying the piece so yeah it's very hard to know <clears throat> so that is i writerly with Maria Heater and that was on YouTube so the video is still there and that's what I watched this week and I recommend that I've seen that before on other podcasts as well they do one page punch ups Mm. so they took um they have a guest presenter in um either an, an agent or an author or a publisher and they request pages to be sent to them and then they pick about four or five of them and then they critique them. And it is very interesting when they do that because some of it you're like, no, that's just not my cup of tea. And then sometimes it's like, oh, I like that. Yeah. But what are they trying to say about it? But it also helps you to look at your own writing style. It's like, oh, if they read mine, what would they pick up on? Definitely. And what would they look at? And I, I loved yeah. how each manuscript was very different. Like the style, there was fantasy, young adult. Um, science fiction just there was lots of different styles so that was pretty fascinating for me what about you Hayley what's yeah. your recommendation 
Um, my recommendation would have to be a book this um, time around. So basically, a lot of people have probably already heard of this if you're a writer. Um, but and I've heard it mentioned quite a lot. It Stephen King on writing, and um, because I think the halfway. The first half of the book is him talking about his life and how he got into writing and his journey with it. But the second half of the book is actually his advice with writing. And that part I would highly recommend. Even though you wouldn't, you don't always stick with everything that they say or agree with everything that they say, it's interesting to listen to it. So there is like some stuff I reference to. Um, with you write an edition of your book, you put it away for a couple of months for six weeks at least um, into a drawer and don't look at it, that's from Stephen King. So there is some valuable advice and even if you don't agree with it, it makes you question what you do agree with. So what advice would you listen to or which styles you want? And I think, I think if you over-research writing styles you end up mimicking other people's but I think it's also good to look at advice stuff and look at some writing source material and yeah I think just look at what other people are doing out there and especially other authors and just take advice or question the advice but either way start processing your own writing styles really. So what are we going to discuss next time then? So next week We'll chat about self-doubt, fear, and challenges as a novice writer. What do you reckon, Hayley? I think that sounds good, and I think a lot of people face those issues. So if you have any questions um, or for us to answer, or if you want to tell us any of your fears or self-doubts, then send us a message on Twitter and reach out to us. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And that's Aspiring Authors Pod on Twitter. And we'll see about getting a website and all the other jazz at some stage. But otherwise, you can find me on Instagram, and I am Lorna Gillis. And on Facebook as well, Lorna Gillis Clothing. What about you, Hayley? Um, I'm HD Coulter on Twitter. Thank you for listening, and we'll speak to you soon. <laughs> Bye, darling. Bye. Bye. Aspiring Authors. You can find us on Twitter at Aspiring Authors Pod. Credit goes to Josh Woodward for our theme music, Once Tomorrow. <laughs>